commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From Lance Corpa to Kadira, I'm Greg Scottback, and you're listening to Core World News, your Star Wars news net for the latest stories around the galaxy. Thank you for listening and sharing the show. Now for your weekly segment rundown for July 18, 2019. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. There's only one game. But first, Disney Lucasfilm has revealed the new Sith Trooper for its panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Now for Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss the new design and speculate responsibly about the role these troopers may play in the rise of Skywalker. Thank you. Wow, thank you, I feel, like we've been, I feel like we've been charged by Grex to be responsible. I know. All nice. right. He's, like, a real, he's, he's a real slave driver, uh, man. I'm going to take it back. I was going to speculate they're all just little like clones of Palpatine running around under, yeah, underneath their arm. No. That's irresponsible of me. Not, so on, not on Grex's watch. No. Um, so this, the news of this broke yeah. about 20 minutes after you two left my house after taping the last, um, the last episode. Once again, I'm driving home and watching text pop up on my phone <laughs> that I can't read because I'm driving and waiting. Yeah. And I don't have any red lights. So I was just waiting for a red light to quickly flip through and see what I missed. See who died this time. Yeah. And um, so you might have been thinking about this already. I'm sure you've had a lot of time to look at it. But um, this is the first time we've talked about it together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I, yeah, it's red. That was my first impression. Uh, once I got past the red and not necessarily in a bad way, um, JJ's done an okay job bringing the red stuff in and and making it part. Like it just doesn't seem like that shocking when I saw that it was red based on the last two movies. There's a lot of red in those movies. And for us watching, um, uh, resistance, they had, um, Van Meow. Yeah. Von Rag. Von Rag and Pyre, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pyre. Yeah. I saw actually uh, I was in a store this week and they have a Lego set of Vong Rigs oh, really? TIE Fighter All right. which is like I guess he's wow. a thing cool but anyways yeah Von Reg, Captain Cardinal we've seen a lot of red costumes yeah today. and they clearly the first order is comfortable playing around with colors in their yeah. in their Stormtroopers outfits so once I kind of got past that original like okay JJ we get it moment that everyone gives him blank for for liking red which is visually stunning on film, so I get why he likes yeah. red. Um, once I got past that, I really like the design, actually. I'm really on board oh, with yeah? the design cool. of it. I think it looks super cool. I think it's like paying homage to like all three eras. It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice final Stormtrooper thing to have after nine movies, right? It does seem yeah. to bring something in from everything. Yeah, I definitely see the nod to the Phase 2 Clone Troopers mm-hmm. in the design, as well as it definitely just still looks like a First Order uh, unit. Yeah, you've well. got like a yeah, the first order mustache yeah. Yeah. or duckbill affair. What jumped out at me was the name. When you guys heard the yes. name, yeah. did that jump off the, the screen and kind of yes. grab you and be like, yeah. we're really, very, we're going back to this. Yeah. We all, we all, I think we all wanted this. We wanted to go back to the Sith. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how JJ's going to do it. But I was super surprised that they would let something out like this with all the kind of story, you know, complications that occur when you reveal a name like this. It's a big deal for a name. It, yeah. con- it confirms, right? Like you said, it confirms yeah. that we're going back to this. And I don't think I realized how much I wanted the idea of the Sith until I heard the name of that. Yeah. Like, I just, I knew I was missing it. But what? Like, I mean, not mentioned at all in episode seven. Nothing about, you don't hear the word Darth or Sith, right? I don't think mentioned once in episode seven. Right. And then you have, and then and then um, in episode eight, Luke drops Darth. Darth uh, Sidious. This Darth Sidious, which to me was amazing. Yeah. Right. So clearly we've been kind of building towards this. But to say these are Sith troopers seems to suggest, as 
we're seeing that that now Kylo considers himself a Sith, or at least interested in the Sith. I thought something different. What yeah, what do you think? Right. I mean, in The Last Jedi, we know Kylo says, let the past die, the, the Sith, yeah. the Jedi. Jedi. I mean, but he says the Sith as well, right. I believe, in that line. And so I, it just, yeah. to me, it's, I don't think, this might be a separate contingent, a, a, another a another division, faction, another faction of the First Order. This might have nothing to do with Kylo and the Knights of Ren, which yeah. is which yeah. is something that immediately came to my mind when I when I heard this because I said I had just heard Kylo in the last film say "Let it all die." Why he's nagging on a girl, right? So yeah, that's so why I don't take that for heart to heart at all. Anything he says to Ray, so you think in the first ten minutes of the Rise of Skywalker, he's going to connect with possibly connect possibly connect with Palpatine or find out what Snoke does in his spare time and and where the Sith stand in, in this new galaxy. I think that's possible, right? Yeah. I you know, I'm now coming around as much as I don't necessarily think that's what it is, now I'm like that would be kind of an amazing way to get Kylo or or Ben kind of out of this leadership position that suddenly these this this elite group of stormtroopers that were tasked by like uh, Snoke in the past comes in to take back over right and he kind of gets knocked out of power like it could be something as simple as that and then he's on the run or something like he is kind of not the big bad right there's been a lot of conversation about how you know royal guards wore red and they were guarding the emperor and mm-hmm. these guys are wearing red could they be guarding something are they wardens of maybe a tomb or of yeah palpatine's remains or whatever what have you you know are they guarding something i just some of importance? could be the praetorian guards be. were all red too yeah guarding snook this just doesn't look like palpatine style to me nope it's way too mechanical. Like you think about like his right. his like Praetorian guards, his guards are very regal. Like he's a very yeah. regal man in a Both lot of the ways. The blue ones when he was senator, remember yeah. those? Those guards were cool. You could they yeah, had, they had the exposed they had face the, mask, yeah, and the plume and the plume, and then a pretty short step over to the imperial guards, yep. which were fantastic. Yeah. This just screams Kylo to me. I don't know why. I think it's just. I think it's his. I think it's his. I think he. Um, He's remember he's obsessed with his father or his grandfather, say who is a Sith, right? And so as much as yeah. he said, "Let the past die," we have an entire movie of him talking to a helmet. Right. So I feel like he's trying to reinvent himself as the Sith Lord. But I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> I really am. Like I, yeah. I have nothing hmm. staked in. I mean, one of the interesting things that we saw a quote about, um, I think it was on the back of the Phasma comic. We're going to get to, yeah. but it was something like the the as of as unknown. Uh, total force of the first order so it's yes. like we don't, we don't know how much is yeah. up the their proverbial yeah. sleeve mm-hmm. and they could have a whole like whole sith army for all we know right you know like a sith sect but i i my gut i mean says i think you're a- onto something right there i think i think this that's what this is i think this is the most secret kind of mm-hmm. enclave uh with with the the most troops with the most armaments you know with every with all the assets needed for yeah. galactic domination i think these guys are tied to the ultimate plan all right and um, I do think there's possibly an army because there like was it. a weird poster that came out months back that I saw. That's right. And there was a proliferation of these troopers on the, on bottom, the poster. Right, right mm. at the very yeah. bottom. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I saw Why that would too. you do yeah. that? That's a, that, that's a nod to the Clone Wars. That's a nod oh, to when yeah. there was a surplus of, of troopers. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. I wonder. I actually, my gut says they're a third party. Me too. Like, that's what I, I'm thinking. Palpatine, I'm, yeah. somehow the contingency plan split. Yeah. You know, you're putting Ray Sloan out there and you're putting. Uh, Huck's out there. You're putting diff- they have completely right. different perspectives about how to lead. Yeah, right. And, right. and they're they're essentially leaderless right now. Like they have. I mean, Kylo Ren is not a leader of of, of a galactic movement. You know, he's a petulant boy that mm-hmm. just wants has daddy issues. Yeah. 
and rumors are also have been swirling uh, that these troopers are directly tied to Kylo, and Kylo controls this unit. But that's oh, just really? that's just a simple that's, that's just a rumor. rumor I've heard. Yeah. People don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I feel like this maybe. What if it's a power play by the actual Sith? This like Sith army that's been growing, you know, as part of you know part of maybe it's Palpatine's plan, maybe it's Plagueis's plan, um, and then they so they come in and they see a, a first order and need a leadership and take mm-hmm. it over and, and really combine the, the two, the Empire and the First Order into one real problem. Well. Interesting. I'm going to tinfoil this up a little bit. Not, oh, right. not full tinfoil, but any connection? I just want to get your thoughts on this. Any connection with Kylo's reforged mask with all the red in it? Hmm. Yeah, I think there's a yeah. There's yeah. A connection. I yeah. think yeah. I do think Kylo Ren is going to JJ likes red. <laughs> I think Kylo he's going to make contact with Palpatine and discover kind of the the main purpose of the contingency plan and all these kind of things. In I think the first ten minutes of the film, I think very early on, yeah. he's going to discover what Palpatine was, you know, trying to achieve with uh, this, you know, plan post-mortem. And then he's going to alter the plan, alter the so. deal yeah. and and become the Supreme Leader. You know, I think other people are going to compare him to the Emperor as well in the yeah. film. I think they're going to be, some people are going to say he's not, you mm-hmm. know, he's maybe a Supreme Leader, but he's not an Emperor. <laughs> and I think that will be a big kind of, that'll be a big call to action. I know. I, I knew, I knew. And for Palpatine, I was friends with Palpatine. You're no Emperor yeah. Palpatine, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that, but just something. You know, if it's especially if it's the holograms or he's caught, he's talking to the yeah. droids. Yeah. You know, the droids that are holding back all this information and possibly yeah. this these Sith troopers in this army. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I don't see why. It, yeah. You know, yeah. Something like that could couldn't happen. Well, we will see. Yeah. Um, they are they are pretty cool looking. Definitely, a little cheese grater on the head. They, they look a little yeah, like the actually the the more the helmet is a combination of like first order and um, and yeah phase two yeah and then but the the body armor is pretty tip pretty close um, to the original trilogy stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, especially a lot of the um, the new the the Disney era take on early versions of stormtrooper armor like it yeah. looks very much like the shore trooper and things like that right they look like a pretty generic combat assault class mm-hmm. um trooper so nothing really crazy i don't see any you know uh, lightsabers so they're not right. actually nope. sith um but uh we'll see i yeah it's, i mean they're just a vehicle i think to float this concept that the sith or sith are still around sure yeah and I find that quite amazing. Yeah, the, me the, too. the action figure that they're giving out at Comic Con has a few accessories too. There's like oh, yeah, three yeah. or three blaster rifles. There's a Gatling gun, a sword. There's just so many new crazy there's looking sword weapons. too. Yeah. Well, like a, the beheader thing from Episode Eight. Oh, that's like the beheader thing. Yeah, on the bottom left there. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, is that a sword? Or Please sword tell me it's called gun? a beheader. Or is... <laughs> Or is the thing also the thing on the left looks like a snowblower? Or I think it's a right? Gatling gun or like a. <laughs> oh, you mean the leaf blower? Leaf blower. They yeah. also yeah, they also yeah. <laughs> Blow the leaves. Clear. We know a little bit about the planet, guys. There's yeah. leaves. Maybe, maybe that's maybe the Sith troopers are really just uh, the new fins. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just they do the lawns. Yeah. Maybe maybe that beheader is really just like a weed whacker, <laughs> yeah. like an intergalactic weed oh. whacker. I'd pay for one of those. Tell so me you would pay for Sith landscaping. Yeah, Sith landscaping. Sith trooper and co. Um, uh, all right. Well, that's uh, that's pretty interesting, right there. Yeah. But uh, what, what do you guys think of the so? What do you guys think of the design in comparison to you know all the troopers thus far that we've seen? Mm. 
You know, and so do, are you asking to rank? I, yeah, I think now? we should let's jump into our rankings. Like, what right. are our top three favorite trooper designs? Sure. All right, you go first, Grant. Alrighty. Should we do a round robin where we each name? I love that idea. Let's do our, <laughs> round, our number one. So round robin. Actually, let's go number three first. So number one's you know okay. this right. penalty, this uh, ultimate. Okay, I'm gonna go for number one for me is. Um, but your number three. Oh, my number three, right? Yeah, my number three is. Right. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea. What you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, three, two, one. Hold on, I just gotta get back to my thing here. All right, my number, my number three is the 21st Nova Corps Marine Clone Trooper. 21st Nova Corps. That's Marine. Oh, the purple one. Yes. The ones that roll with uh, Kieti Mundi. I think they're his. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude. That's my number three. I those love those good. guys. I had to get them in the top three. Um, I love the, the, I mean, they're in only a very brief scene. But yeah. I, I love you know, the look. The uh, they kind of look like the Snowtrooper a little bit. Yeah. These maroon helmets. Uh, the actual, the commander of that unit actually looks really cool too. He has almost got an armored faceplate mm. on the jaw and the yeah. jowl area. It's really right, cool. Right, right. Um, yeah. yeah. A really, really cool look to them. Didn't see them for that. Long, I know they're they're possibly make an appearance in Clone Wars. Mm, I yeah. don't know, but I think they do. Um, they do. They made a, a appearance in Tartarovsky's Clone right. Wars, right? I That's right. So yeah, yeah, I think they were in that. But uh, visually stunning. I mean, there's uh, definitely top three. So yeah. number three for me. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, three for me is Scout Trooper. Sorry, I'm going second. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah Scout Trooper. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just standard. It looks BA, like cool, cool helmet. Yeah. Just like the whole, their whole look is, I don't know, there's something that's so epic about that helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, especially against like a forested backdrop or yeah. something like that. It's it looks awesome. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And I loved, uh, I loved in Rogue One that like one of the separatists like had pirated one and painted it black. I just, that was so oh, cool. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Nice. But, um, yeah. Oh, one, one of the partisans. Yeah, 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 what did I say? Separatists? Separatists. Separatists. Yeah, you're Partisans. talking like uh, Grandma yeah. over there. And, uh, <laughs> Grandma Nurse. Grandma Nurse. Separatists to me. Johnny Maga. Yeah, no, Partisans. Nice. Uh, number three for me uh, are the Range Troopers from Solo. Oh, yeah. With, I, the, with the woolly with slacks. With the woolly slacks with, the, with like the fur. I, I don't know why. Um, I just think, I think I remember their appearance in the preview for that movie and just being very excited because yeah. it felt like something you totally could have seen in the original trilogy. It wasn't that far off. Yeah. Like, um, we may, someone may men mention a Death Trooper at some point. I don't know if they're going to come up, but Death Troopers, to me, I really have learned to love them, but they threw me very much i got very oh, yeah. thrown when they yeah. first showed up at the beginning of rogue one and we talk a little more about why now i really actually really mm -hmm. like them yeah. but i felt like when i saw the range troopers they still felt in error like you could yeah. see them wandering around hoth or something like that and so yeah they're yeah. crazy yeah they look yeah. awesome and there's uh there's also mountain troopers that are you can only get as a disney exclusive parks like oh, figure yeah. at, at batu at galaxy's edge but they look really cool and they're they look a lot like the range trooper i would say they're very similar hmm. but um it's cool that there's that distinction. There's a mount trooper and there's a range trooper. And the yeah, range totally. Trooper has the awesome yeah. fur. It's very similar. I think it's pretty similar. It's just without the fur. I think. Yeah, very, it looks very really yeah. cool. Yeah, they're very cool. Um, nice. Cool. So number twos. Sure. All right, sure. number twos. Uh, my number two has got to be this Sith trooper. This new oh, reveal. Wow. I love All the design. Right. Wow. I think it's super cool. I like the Death Troopers to a degree, but I think the Sith trooper kind mm. of uh, iterates on that design. The kind of the, it has the hard angles, but also has the sleek design. Of the original the First Order troopers in the new trilogy. Um, uh, love the red. Um, I just can't wait to see what their role is in yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. But uh, ultimately, I think they just look really, really cool. 
And I, I, even though, you know, some people go after JJ for using red and all this kind of stuff, it's like, these are visually like breathtaking to, to look at. I feel like yeah. Yeah. it's a nice change up from, you know, the whites and the, the yeah. blacks and the kind of the hard kind of yeah. uh, colors we've had in the past. So this is kind of a new, new take. I like it. Nice. Cool, man. Um, my second is Clone Wars era 41st Elite Trooper mm-hmm. Corps. Um, this is Yoda's Yoda's bros. Um, they just wear green. I have the luxury of looking like pretty regularly at all the clone armor incarnations from both Phase mm-hmm. One and Phase Two because I still play the yeah. the one game we have. Um, and uh, so, I, and for some reason, I keep coming back to this one. I don't know. It's just like the way the patterns are on the uh, Phase Two helmets uh, looks really cool. It's original. It's like you still like it doesn't take away from the fact that you're looking at the actual how cool the armor is, but it's just uh, painted in cool ways. Yeah, yeah. But is the, this the camouflage or the white and green? No, the white and green. Okay, cool. the one I actually was on when you you know walked in on me playing. Um, yeah, because I mean, because really I could choose any one of them like to play with, but I always end up going back to that. It's like yeah. subdued well, and classic, clearly, but yeah. still like they look sort of unique and um, and interesting. But there's a nice. lot of great you know ones to choose from in there. But, uh, yeah, so that's my second one. Nice. Uh, my second is, you're going to see a, a pattern developing that old buck right after this one, but uh, Snowtroopers from Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, they look a little G.I. Joe-ish. <laughs> I will fully admit to that. Yeah. But there's a place in my heart because I remember as a kid, it's like the first variant we ever saw. Yeah. Of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, I remember that opening scene in Hoth and just being like, what? There's different type of s- stormtroopers? And it, like, blew my mind. Yeah. And so I just have a very soft spot when I see them. I still get kind of almost excited every time I see them that there's variation in stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. they look real cool in that. Yeah, they're very ominous. And it's hard to make, you know, bright, white, you know, stormtrooper look ominous. And they, they yeah. I think they succeeded with yeah. the, the snowtrooper on yeah. Hoth. Um, number one, guys. Going around number one. Uh, my number one is, of course, the Shore Trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, love the kind of earth tones uh, and the inclusion of some color. It's got that Scout Trooper look, but it's also, you know, got the classic Stormtrooper yeah. look as well, kind of all wrapped in one. Um, man, it, they're on Scarif. They're on like a beat. They're on, you know, yeah. these beach worlds. It's pretty incredible that that's where they're stationed. And it, they, I guess they have, they have their, actually their leggings don't have as much armor. Yep. It seems yeah. like they're yeah. just, they're, so they're like knee up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, for warm weather, I imagine. And uh, they just look really cool. I love the design. Yeah. Love all the symbols. Love uh, all the decal on the, the, the unit. Gareth Edwards killed the Slade in, um, in Stormtrooper. Design. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, like, because it, you think of, I mean, uh, the shore troopers, yep, the, the tank, tank troopers. Yep. Oh, the are tank, like tank pilots, Yeah, yep. death troopers are super cool. Death troopers, yeah. even though the death troopers are really, you know, yeah, yeah. and the AT, yeah. ACT pilots. You yeah, get a brief view, a glimpse of them. I think. Yeah, they're on like unreal, like trooper armor in that that movie. There's really cool. great ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that one stands above, and specifically like the commanders have the like slash of blue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really cool. They have kind of a cool red circle, I think, on their red. on their visor. Yeah. Looks really, really cool. Yeah, they're um, they're fantastic. Really, really awesome designs. Um, number one for me is actually uh, first order Tie Pilot. Nice. Um, I guess I, I you know honorable mention is Death Troopers because like it's tough to yeah. like not pick like an all black armor trooper because <laughs> you have like it, Shadow Troopers, Death Troopers, original trilogy. Wait, tie Shadow Pilots. Troopers still canon? I don't. Well, they're in the fringy. They're right? in. They're fringy. They're in Battlefront 2015. Okay, so I would call that 
Canon, right? Isn't that yeah, Battlefront? Yeah, it is Canon. Yeah. Battlefront 20, yeah. It yeah. Is, I'm pretty sure it's Canon. I don't really know where they are in any of the other media, though. In yeah. Maybe in EU Rebels? Well, I know, but I mean, like, yeah. in actual Canon, like, material. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what's interesting, but that's... Um, they got a Canon page on Wikipedia, yeah. so they're there. Yeah, yeah, they're there, I think, because it's 2015. Yeah. Um, and all it is is standard mm-hmm. Stormtrooper, yeah. or literally Stormtrooper armor that's black. Um, Death Troopers on it. But uh, I, I went to one of the um, art exhibits. They do the costumes of Star Wars. It's been making its way around mm. America. Uh, I think I've seen it twice, actually. Um, and uh, the last time I went, I just remember being stunned by the, like, First Order TIE pilot armor, mm, which you yeah, don't really get to gorgeous. see much in Force Awakens. Um, but when you see it by yourself, you're like, oh, man, it's a shame this this design is being hidden by, like, a, a control board um, for most of it. But the the helmet mm-hmm. is crazy. It looks like it's almost like a uh, like a visor that's up over the regular mask, but it's not a visor. It's like a series of like controls mm. and um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's super cool. Yeah. No, those are really sleek, like conical spout uh, spokes for the, yeah. the kind of oxygen tubes. It's like super cool looking compared yeah. to the, the old original, oh, similar, original trilogy. Similar to the flame oh, trooper, which, which yeah. is the white version of it pretty close. Yeah. Um, but that has like more slits for eyes. That uh, that's pretty great armor too. The real nice. narrow slit for the eye eyes yeah. is really cool. Yeah, in, in the, the new first order designs, uh, mm-hmm. especially because you see some of the troopers stationed on Star Starkiller Base. Yeah. They have they kind of look like snow troopers to a degree, but they have that really they narrow do. slit. Yeah. Yeah. it's really yeah. cool. Like all the iterations in the in the new trilogy are really really interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and they've they've done their best to stylize it and modernize it. Um, it's it's got a different look, but still feels like Star Wars. Yeah, like yeah. aside from the Praetorian Guards in the Last Jedi, did we get any new trooper designs? So, and the well, Executioner. Like, I mean, did we get any other yeah. trooper designs? Really. You know the history of how we got to the new Stormtrooper designs, right? No, it's it's an Orboro. It's a tail eating itself. So Apple uh. used the Apple's design was very much influenced. Tim Cook and the other ones will tell you from the original Star Wars hmm. from Stormtroopers. Right. Like they like the soft that edges. The 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 rounded edge yeah right? and then the jj thing. brought in people from apple to help him come up with a design for the new stormtroopers really yeah it's this weird cyclical so those are apple troopers yeah at the end of the day. they're like i think they just had some <laughs> thoughts and some design issues and of course jj did it on his own but it's this weird snake eating its own tail like like star wars influenced apple with then influenced star wars again and it's just kind of going around and around and around that's fascinating um wow. i'll say for death troopers i just want to say that my thing is it's my favorite sound design in Rogue One is is there? Yeah, is there talking. talking. I love that so much. Um, this is gonna be kind of boring. My number one is actually Ben's number three, uh, which are Scout Troopers. Scout, sorry, no, that's fine. That's not what happens. That, that's why I like doing the Round Robin one a little bit. But you love them gets. more than Ben loves them. That's yeah. true. Yes, that's it's true. true. I do that's love. Just, okay. I do love the Scout Troopers. I have a. I have a soft spot for the original trilogy, <laughs> like variant troopers, a lot. Um, but it's so hard. It's one of those things where, like, I was thinking, like, some of the Sand Troopers and other ones. Like, it's so many. Yeah. Like, you think at first when when Grant mentioned that like, we should do this, I'm like, I don't know, is, is there enough? And then I was thinking about, it, I'm like, yeah, there's like 30 different types of <laughs> yeah, stormtroopers. Yeah, there's like four in Solo. There's like mm-hmm. five in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. And then there's like literally dozens in the in the Clone yeah. Wars. Well, it'll be interesting if any of us bump up Purge Troopers into our list after playing Fallen Order. And oh a few yeah, months. Purge Troopers. They look yeah. cool. Yeah, sure. We'll hmm. see. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They're a little OP for me. I kind of like the <laughs> scrappy kind of underling troopers. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, 
There's some good descriptions of what it's like to be inside trooper armor in the first Battlefront novel. Oh, right. Um, a lot of stuff takes place on Solist, and um, there's a Solist in uh, Stormtrooper uh, female that um, is one of the points of view, and it's pretty cool. Nice. Sort of, you get an idea of what the heads-up display is like, how long it takes to put on. It's, it's pretty fun. Cool. Twilight Company, I believe, is the name of that. That's book. right. I remember reading that way back when. Very cool. Yes. Comic Crystal Comics Corner. Great. This is the uh, segment where we talk about the comics. Uh, we, as we talked about last week, we're still a little backed up. We have uh, two from last week and two from this week, and then we'll get all caught up. Um, last week came out Star Wars 68, uh, Age of Resistance Phasma, and then this week we had uh, TIE Fighter number four and Dr. Afra number 34. So we'll take it in that order. Hoot. So let's talk about Star Wars 68, uh, Rebels and Rogues Part 1 by Pak, Noto, and Cowles. Only three people. That's a that's a fast one, I think, because uh, yeah. I think Noto did both the uh, artwork and the cover art, which is a rarity. Yeah, um, his art is stunning. It's amazing. Um, so, first thing to mention before we get into the plot is that this is Greg Path's first issue of his yeah. run. Uh, we know him from the Age of Rebellion, uh, right? Yeah, the Age of Rebellion comics, uh, which we praised. Uh, up and down, so I'm very excited to see what he does, and I think this is a very strong start. Um, I think I think Grant, you have a pretty good summary of an this auspicious start indeed. Uh, this this issue, a very brief summary of this issue, is that uh, after a briefing with General Reekin, uh, the ensemble splits up on three separate missions, but of course, nothing goes according to plan. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself, literally, because I have what I wrote in front of me, and it's much worse. Um, <laughs> so. So it's it's interesting, right? From a, from a from a author's or a writer's standpoint, I think it's really brave of him to take these characters and then immediately split them up. Right. Because in that sandbox, wouldn't you want to put them together and have these great conversations? And we get like maybe what three pages of that, and then they're off doing their right. own thing. Yeah. But didn't didn't Pack say like he wanted to do the Age of Rebellion just to play with the characters before he took on this job? Like he wanted to sort of. He needed to sort of get in their heads and flesh it out. Maybe this yeah. is just an easier way to do that at yeah. a more granular level when you're like, okay, it's just Luke talking to R2. Right. And it's just Chewbacca talking to C-3PO. And yep. you can like focus on like, right. who are these people? Yeah. And then how do we show them that That's you know, a good just point. In, a, in a dialogue as opposed to like a right. full seven person? Like, like how, who would jump in here? Why right. Why would they jump in here as opposed to just dialogue? Like you, you have to assume they're building to that. He's yeah. building to that. And I do love the who he broke them up into. Like the, yeah. the favorite part, my favorite part is the Chewy three PO yes. segment yes. of this. Yes. It's like the comic relief of that is. Yeah. I never knew I wanted the buddy cop movie with those two, but now yeah. I definitely do. And it like it gives some more. Um, well, it gives some more context to uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back because they're you right. know they're kind of close there. He's yeah. just like you know they got the yeah. Horatio moment. Exactly, it's true. It's a good point. And it literally starts. I mean, the comic starts with the crawl. Right. It's so, from... so Greg Pak said he was going to bring us yeah. closer to Empire, and we have panel for panel the crawl and visuals of the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it's yeah. stunning. Um, yeah, we see the probe droids getting launched out of the Star Destroyer, uh, just like we do in the movies, and it's actually really beautifully illustrated here. I mean. The shots are slightly different from the film, so it's definitely worth right, checking out. Because it's like the beginning of that canvassing job, um, not the yeah. end where they yeah. finally find Hoth. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's. I don't. It's interesting. I don't know how much space they're going to have to play around when he's going to have to suddenly pull that trigger and jump 
past empire past, yeah we're and then right you there. lose han which is just interesting as a as a writer um i think he nailed um whiny luke yeah <laughs> there's i literally have to say uh i don't know it just should have worked you know if ben were here he could have used the force reached out in the mind of whoever's commanding that star destroyer and made them follow us i've got so much to learn and no one to show me yeah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> but like or i think me. it's yeah i think it's i think it's exactly where it's, we'd expect luke to be yeah in in this in between yeah the kind of nebulous frustration yeah. like doesn't know what he should do yep. next right. really with his own journey mm-hmm. yeah it's um, true i mean i don't know i i feel like he might have matured past a little of that based on the other 64 uh issues or whatever it has leading up leading up to this i feel like yeah I mean, he's done some he's pretty battle tested at this point actually that's but. part of the problem with having a lot of adventures between yeah. uh new hope and and because empire if you think about him when we get him training on dagobah he's still pretty young yeah. and Sassy, inexperienced yeah. and a little whiny so yeah so i feel like it's true i feel like you're right though it does kind of not necessarily pay attention to the other 60 right. some odd issues right uh, what about your thoughts? Any thoughts on the on the Han and Leia arc? Oh, I, mean, I know, know Grant's got some thoughts. <laughs> I'm loving the outfits. The uh, yeah. circa 1991 kind of uh, sunglasses, trench coat, mm-hmm. kind of looks like the Matrix. I, oh, yeah. Han looks rad. Uh, Leia looks really really cool. It, it definitely looks like this kind of music video attire. But um, new planet. We get this crazy new planet called Lands Carpo. Yeah, and it's supposed to be has a super high crime rate. I always thought you know Narshada or yeah, you know, Tatooine were kind of these these dingy kind and of crime And it's part worlds, of the core, which I think yeah. is fascinating because I always assumed the core would be somewhat kind of right. like in Firefly would be somewhat crime free, and it was the outer rim that was more crime ridden. Mm. Yeah, no, it's not like the West. This is more contemporary urban. Yeah, you know? yeah. So they're wearing these these sleek shades and kind of streetwear to blend in, and I, I found that super cool. Yeah, um, even the guards on the planet look really cool. Yeah, yeah. Han rocking the trench yep. coat. Yep. Yeah, I love is. that he went with a trench coat at uh, Endor too. That's always a good look. That's right. Yeah, he does love that. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I, I gotta say I really love the the bits where Chewie and C three PO are on K forty three. Yes. And uh, going to blow it up, and I, I especially love that they discover these life forms, these natives on K forty three, but they yeah. give off no signal of being a like a yep. life form at all. So they just they're just rock people. Just rock people. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Right, so yeah. General Regan thinks the planet is uninhabited, but yeah. in fact it is inhabited, but they're just... They're, Quite inhabited. Yeah, they're not so much biological so much as they're a rock. And that's like uh, a classic, like, Chewie being like, of course I got sent to a planet with, <laughs> yeah. you know, this yeah. idiot, and the only thing it's supposed to be able to do, to do, can't do. Right. Yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a really fun start to this. To this. I, I like this idea we have separate adventures going on, and I'm sure they're eventually going to start... Uh, interweaving with one another and, and affecting each other's missions, but uh, good start. Yeah, and uh, an old flame from Leia's past joins the story at the mm-hmm. very yeah. end. So definitely pick up the issue to find out who that is. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, we want to move on to Age of Resistance, Captain Phasma. Yes, do it. All right, in Fallen Guns by Taylor Kirk, uh, Hamsher, Guru, EFX, Lanham, and Noto. So this is uh, the second in the Age of Resistance series, uh, yeah. brought to you by Tom Taylor. Um, and I have a really short write-up. Uh, Phasma takes uh, a stormtrooper, KM8713, under her wing and teaches her exactly what it means to be one of her quote-unquote guns. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grant was all over this one. He had read this before our last episode, so he had hyped uh, Adam and I up yeah. quite a bit mm. on this episode. Um, yeah. And uh, it did not... 
um, let me down. It's it's really like Phasma's a very specific character. She has her own traits. And, yes. Um, and you know they they grasp her character perfectly yeah. in this. It's like do anything to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, lessons about leadership, and oh, it's it's Phasma's brand of leadership, right? Right. It's, right. You know, it's about you know survival. It's about never looking back. It's about calculated sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All these kind of things that feel like a mantra that started with the contingency plan in Operation Cinder. Like mm. it really does seem like it stems back to. This right. new mentality for the first call order. the weak the savagery yeah. kind of yeah. yeah yeah exactly call the weak and I think it does a good job of explaining why in um, the Force Awakens she so quickly just gives them the codes to turn off the shield oh, right. yeah. base because because she will sacrifice an entire planet worth of stormtroopers to survive <laughs> like she has no result. like yeah. that's it like she's like I yes I believe in what the first order is doing. I will do whatever I can to, to right. help it as long as whatever it takes is not me sacrificing myself. She is yeah. not going to sacrifice herself for the first order. Yeah, yeah. ruthlessly efficient. Yeah, right. And then to yeah. to any degree, and and she understands the situation first, and then she makes yeah. that decision. So. Yeah, and if for anyone listening that hasn't um, read the book Phasma, please do mm-hmm. um, it's really good, and you'll see. I mean, essentially, what happens in that book shows like. She can't even, like, based on what she did in that novel, she, you know, she has to, she has to live like this now. Yes. This is her yeah. life. It's just kill or be killed. Like, yep. she's made that, she made a decision. Totally. Um, and it's fascinating. It's a very primitive Star Wars story. Like, she yep. comes from a very primitive tribe, um, which I wish they did more of, because um, it's really fascinating to sort of be that way. Do you remember the person that was following her? Remember, like, there was the, the female character? Her sister? Was it her sister? Yeah. Um, the illustration from the Phasma um, comic that yeah. they did a while back, they show that when they show a, a clip of her. The uh, the KM8713 uh, looks, looks like familiar her. to me, and I was realizing yeah. it looks like that her sister or that character, and I'm wondering, I'm sure that, that um, makes a lot of sense. Noto did that on purpose, and it, it is very even more telling that she was willing to sacrifice this person at this point to be like, nope, don't even care if that you look like my sister or what. Right. Yeah. Right. And we do get to see a little bit of Phasma. Yeah, this whole comic feels like a kind of exploration of compassion, and if that's true, what you're saying, it's kind of this meta exploration of, of compassion yeah. in her own story yeah yeah really cool uh you also get to see kind of Mm -hmm. her with her helmet off yeah yeah a little bit yeah she looks a lot like Gwendolyn christie you'll be surprised to know weird (laughs) yeah but they actually it's like they show her hair but they don't show her face they show her hair and her eyes right which we've seen before we think well we haven't seen her hair but we've seen her eye in in, uh in last jedi and then you're right there's a cup blocking the rest of her face yeah and then every other seen every other panel she's in shadow um which seems kind of weird because we saw so much of her face already in the previous panel but but when you think about not much more than what we've seen right in the past other than her hair yeah yeah now she's a blonde yes confirmed blonde karen haircut with eyes with eyes totally has (laughs) eyes yes which is odd so (laughs) this kind of brings us to back to episode nine there's no inkling that she's coming back. There's she's not on the no, cast she, list. She I'm did. I'm guessing we won't see her again. But they're still being really, really closed mouth about showing her face. Where you think at this point, if a character's dead, and you've gotten like the go ahead to make her kind of look like Gwendolyn Christie, yeah. why not in her own standalone comic take this opportunity to reveal her face? What are they waiting for? I guess is my question. 
I think it's part of her mystique. All right, fair enough. Like well, we may she's never... the host for the cloning process. I mean, all the Sith troopers. Oh, are there you go. I like it. Wait, you guys weren't. That was just wasn't Mark it down. It's her first day. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Right, that's that could be that something. Gives, that gives Finn a very comedic. <laughs> oh my god, that is so 2019 that she's he's not facing one, he's now facing yeah, he's an like entire oh, <laughs> trooper. They uh, all say of. FN2187, like <laughs> echoes, it's just doppers. Oh my goodness, that would be funny. Yeah. I don't think they're tall enough to really no. do that. She's beast, she's very big, but I think you're right. I mean, I think it probably is like Mystique, it's like Doctor Doom, right? We never actually get to see his face she, until I mean, the last two years. Time time and face role, every comic. I mean, she is similar to Django. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I guess. Structurally. It yeah. Could be like She's that. more it's like Django than Boba, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think, I think Taylor's doing a really great job with these first two. Yeah. Because what, it's totally disparate characters, right? To tell a story about Finn and then tell a story about Phasma, who are very different. Mm-hmm. And, and I think hit the comedic notes of Finn quite well in the first one and really nailed Phasma's character in this. I'm, I'm a believer yeah. now. I know we were a little kind of maybe on the yeah. fence a little bit with the Finn, but I'm, yeah, and, and I then Grant, that. I liked it a lot too. I just didn't know what he would do. It Finn felt very a, 2019. had a which, great ending. I think he, yeah. he wraps it around at the end, which is nice. Yeah. I think it, it, this is a great issue as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember during that, Grant just kept saying, wait for Captain Phasma. Yeah. And you're right. I think this was, this he really just gets this Pretty character. Sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to TIE Fighter number four, The Shadow Falls by Hauser, Antonio, Guara, Prianto, uh, Bellu, uh, Caramanga, uh, Magna, I always do that, and Edwards. Um, Grant, yeah. I think you had a pretty good uh, summary. Here's a little brief summary of this one. Um, uh, this is uh, two cadets join Shadow Wing for an assault mission against a rebel controlled safe haven for Imperial defectors. Perfect. Great. That's, that's the basic plot of the, the the issue, but we do know that Zingra uh, fell in battle in the last issue. But it's also being pointed out that she's a defector, and that right. this uh, could have been a faking of her own death. Which I think was hinted at in issue number one or issue number yeah. two. They had yeah. the very at the very end. They had her kind of communicating with like with the rebels, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So and and it kind of throws the entire squadron uh, kind of. Um, shakes them to their core a little bit, right? Knowing mm-hmm. this that there's this traitor, and and huh. should they have known it, doesn't matter. Especially because she's a traitor, but then still sacrificed herself to save some of their own members. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other thoughts? <laughs> uh, I love the end of. I really actually love this issue a lot. I yeah. love that um, we go into uh, we get a glimpse into Ganem's past. Yep. Um, Ganem Kahi is yes. uh, one of the pilots of Shadowing, and we get a glimpse into his past. Uh, Shows his life as like a young man on Coruscant, uh, taking mm-hmm. care of his grandmother, another grandmother, I guess. Yeah, this is his grandmother, I believe, right? Yeah, I that's think so. Right. That's, yeah, that's the grandmother. I mean, no. you can't help but put up the mirror at that point with with Nares, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. with the, his other grandmother at this point, and um, and talks, and we kind of get a little, you get an idea about his thoughts surrounding the the early Empire and the rise of yeah. the Empire. Oh, cool. And um, and just how much fear was stoked. In that the early stages of uh, Palpatine's rule, did yeah. you say Snoked? Stoked, Stoked. <laughs> and Snoked, and Snoked. Was, snoked did you see it? Was there a Snoke sighting? I'm not sure. Um, it, it, what's interesting too is to introduce two new characters in the penultimate issue. Yeah, because uh, next month we get the final issue of Tie Fighter, so I don't think things are going to go well necessarily for Simo and Ro. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, the new cadets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fresh, yeah, fresh from Kadira. T-shirts on the way in. Yeah, pretty much. Gonna be wearing like, their hey, Sith yeah. Alkali <laughs> yeah, T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely see. I, yeah, they're they're probably fated to to not make it through the next mission. Um, they're gonna extend this past this arc, though, right? No, they think it's just going to be As six. of right now, it's it's five. It was, it's issue four. Issue because five it, is to be concluded. There's a lot of real estate between yes. this and Alphabet Squad. Tons, yeah. I think with anything else, it all depends on numbers, right? I'm sure Jody Hauser has mm. more stories she can tell. I think there are. I mean, I feel like that, that like there's this is rich real estate to tell. Um, yeah. I think you're doing a really great job. I mean, Hauser, again just nails it every time with characters yeah. and so i'd love to see her get another continuing series in the star wars universe she kind of yeah, jumps in the, the last issue was really good too yeah. with some of her dialogue yeah. where it's like uh you know are you loyalists so we fly for the empire we're mm-hmm. here to support you i just love yeah. some of the dialogue i was like this is great i would love this in the movie I would, it's kind of like squadron call for x-wing yeah but it was oh, cool. tie fighters it was really cool yeah i'm really looking forward to going back and revisiting it after the next one after it finishes up yeah. i just really enjoy her writing and sometimes it takes me i think she does I mean, she's really good at knowing where the story's going, and mm-hmm. so she sets things up that feel kind of like, why are we talking about this in issue one? Yeah. Right? And then you get to issue four, like, oh, that's right, four months ago when this happened. So I got to go back, and most seasons, wow. there's the limited series, I like going back and rereading it straight through in one sitting and really yeah. getting all the depth in there. A lot of similarities with the Phasma issue. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. In terms of leadership. Uh, in the last issue, I would say, too, uh, kind of in TIE Fighter dealt with leadership and, and Tessu Bruce's role. Yep. And um, and then also we have another character who's kind of, uh, you know, uh, feeling compassionate and feeling compassion for uh, Zin Gra, who, who had fallen in the last battle. Uh, yeah. And that's Gan- Ganem, of course. Yep. And uh, so I can see Ganem and Tessu Bruce kind of uh, butting heads in the next issue. Yeah. And if you haven't read it, um, you know, we've kind of hinted at it a little bit, but um, they, at the end of each episode... And Grant already talked about this one. They tell little vignettes of each character and kind yeah. of their background, hmm. like four or five pages that oh, right. really flesh it out and really am, am enjoying those little stories. Yeah, kind of... the last one was really great too, uh, with with Bruce and Keys. Right in the last issue. Yeah, uh, talking about and Keys is actually making a fact that it's good to have compassion for your brothers and sisters and keep your fighter, your Tie fighters, fighters alive. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? keep your squadron mates alive. But um, kind of the antithesis of uh, what what Phasma's all about. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, in, so super interesting. Definitely pick up these issues. Definitely pick up uh, Tie Fighter Three if you want to see read that and pick up Phasma. Yeah, Get some cool absolutely ideas about how they lead in the Empire. Yeah, really and that's gonna be hard, right? To write the bad guys and yeah. give them depth and yeah. have your readers care about them and not just have them being finger tenting villains, right? That right. mustache twirling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Last but not least, we have Dr. Afra number 34 in Unspeakable Rebel Super Weapon number three by, I gotta take a breath here, by Spurrier, Santos, Bolson, Barcardo, Deering, Wong, O'Halloran, Patru, Cara Magna, and Witter. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I have a short summary. Uh, Dr. Afra and her ward, uh, Valarada, end up on Arbiflux, a planet near and less than dear to her heart. Great. Makes and mayhem sense. ensues. As I used to say in my old blog. <laughs> when I was writing down descriptions of horror movies, I would tell the plot, and I'd, it would always be like, about a third of the way through in a horror movie, and mayhem ensues. Right. I didn't get to this one this week. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still sort of, like, thinking a lot about her past, right? Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks to her, what is it, about two years that she spent on Arbiflux with her mom. That's right, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
and and reflecting on the lessons learned yeah it looks like a tragic event occurred in her past uh with her mother and then uh i didn't know this but it seems like she was uh taken under the care of the the empire like the scout mm-hmm. troopers found her yeah in the woods yeah and, yeah we did uh, get that some... was really surprising i was like oh so the first no. people that kind of took her in took care of her after her mother stole her away to this planet was the empire yeah. Oh, wow. Really nice scout trooper, by the way. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about that. I was like, there's our scout troopers. Yeah, my favorite. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it again, it's really to be 34 issues into a series and have a character that's a, appeared in multiple other crossovers um, to still be able to give her depth and background because I, I just love um, that Spurrier is now looking at. We know a lot about her relationship with her father, but spending his time talking about her mom. Mm. And I think it's really, again, just doing a great job of it. You can see exactly where Afra came from. Yeah. I laughed out loud twice reading this issue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one was when uh, Chris uh, Santi, uh, when, when um, Vulata is mentioning money credits, mm-hmm. and Santi immediately growls because they find out there's no credits for something. And he's like, only wants the credits. Yes. This, this pact that, they, that they've made. Yeah. <laughs> I just, out, I, out, out loud laughed yeah I, I one of my favorite things is and it actually kind of bumps me out because the cover of the issue um very clearly shows black chrysanthemum um oh which he's is, in this yeah, yeah which is it which is the bounty the wookie bounty hunter yeah um yeah they show him in a spacesuit they show him in the background <laughs> Uh, Grant showing a panel of there's a Wookiee in a spaceship in this comic in like open space Dr. Afro 34 but they when she finds out that she's being chased by these mercs or these bounty hunters she clearly sees something and is realizing that whatever's chasing her she knows what's chasing her and she's deathly afraid to the point where she like throws uh, uh, Volara's monster at, at it basically saying It'll slow him down for thirty seconds, but we got it yeah. wrong. And he's gonna don't look back. He's gonna kill your monster, but just keep running. Like that's it how might give terrifying. us a few more minutes. To yeah, escape. yeah, they'll kill your monster. And it's, but it's, it's gonna give such us a few minutes. A few minutes. <laughs> it's such a great reveal that is ruined by the cover. They show him on the cover, and it's like because they uh, want to sell issues, and people love black Kersantan, uh, uh, Kersantan, or whatever. And so I just I was reading it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's the Wookiee, it's the Wookiee, it's the Wookiee, and it's the Wookiee. Where I wish I had read it without seeing that. Like you can kind of see well, one of the, the first background. dialogue exchange, exchanges is there's a coal black Wookiee amongst them. Oh, all right. Well, I take it back. Then I missed that. Still, all right. Like wait to reveal. Luke. Yeah, a big coal black Wookiee. All right. I I read I take back my my grumpiness then no it's 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 warranted because i think these yeah either covers display events that have no place being displayed on on the issue of or the story that they're they're or or they give away too much and i think that's probably yeah i i will sometimes do is they but i will i will uh, i will formally apologize to ashley witter the cover artist you did your job you did not ruin anything i take back everything i said I, Um, i apologize when i'm wrong yeah. Good. And it's very, then, very just. <laughs> so we learn a little bit more about the um, the head of propaganda for the Empire, mm-hmm. how, uh, Minister of Propaganda, and how the mission that she sent Afron was just a total hoax, and there was no credits behind it, and all that. Yeah. And she's a very mysterious character, and I, I love learning more about her, and I, I can't wait to see how you know the story continues with that character involved. It, do you have a feeling that? So has Afra talked to her in the previous issues or not? He, she did, I think, contact okay. her via Holofeed. Was it Holofeed? Okay. Because yeah. it just seemed weird because in that panel, um, they're looking at a, a, a hollow picture of 
of the propaganda minister. And Afra says, that's who hired, uh, that's who hired you to kill me, question mark, but that's dot, dot, dot. And then, um, and then Valarda jumps in and says, that's who sent us to steal that dumb thing or this dumb thing. And for some reason, I thought like it implies that Afra is about to say that's, my sister that's right. my aunt that's mm-hmm. my mom that's my something right like yeah. that is something and then she got cut off so i'm wondering if there's going to be a reveal that afra knows the minister of propaganda from a previous Ooh, life or something well yeah. her mom was very influential to her with the, the kind of axioms and things mm-hmm. like that that she was trying to tell her as a mm-hmm. young girl so I mean that's that's actually a really interesting reveal. I haven't even thought of that. What but what I I like what it, the story does explicitly yeah. and 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 what it tells us uh, what's going to happen after this issue, um, and that is that Afra is going after that uh, that uh, unspeakable super rebel super weapon. Yeah, the, after that that big that big rifle. Yeah, the rifle that shoots lightsabers. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, Nothing more needs to be said about no, that, really. But it is it is funny because I remember last last time we talked about issue number two. I'm like, wow, it's already number two, and they've already got the super weapon to the rebels. Yeah, where are they going with this plot? And of course, the plot is to then steal it back from the rebels. Like, right. This is why I'm not a writer. It's like, of course, that's how you continue that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, uh, and it's fun because uh, oh, it's not fun, but it's oops, sorry, because uh, it's uh, it's. It's really, really interesting that she says there's nowhere else to run in the galaxy. Like her whole yeah. life, she spent running and hiding on Arboflux with her mother for two years or whatever, and then continuing this kind of run away from the Empire. There's nowhere else to run. She's going to steal back this weapon, and she's going to, I think, explicitly, she says, "I'm going to destroy the Emperor." Yeah. <laughs> so we might have one of the coolest stories of all time in comics taking place right now, which is the the assassination of Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. really really fascinating. Yeah, it's like almost. I mean, there's no ensemble, but it's like a Valkyrie looking in glorious bastards. It's like we're going in to take out. The yeah, game. and and earned in terms of like you've spent 34 issues building yeah. up this character. Yeah. It's not like you're doing this in issue five, right? Yeah. Like this has right. been a long arc for her. Yeah, thinking about what's really wrong with the galaxy and what she needed to do to survive. Yeah, interesting. Well, I wonder if she'll take a turn, you know, and be more. I mean, she's worked with the rebels before, but maybe. If she becomes a rebel herself, be interesting if she picked a side and her character evolved a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know she's yeah. wanted to be a sort of like misadventure, you know, can't get out of her own way, bad person. But. Yeah, I think she's a total don't don't join type. I think like she's DJ. a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think, she's a DJ. I think DJ there's gonna be a, there's <laughs> there's gonna be a DJ crossover at some point. Where there should be wow, DJ. And they Afro. just high five and don't say actually. anything. Yeah, or like that's the one who like taught DJ everything he knows. Yeah could be yeah he, he could be like a wide-eyed optimist before he meets her and then like he's like nah, nah, it's not, i'm gonna live there's yeah a, there's a dj most wanted one-off comic that was pretty good it was really yeah. good i i actually enjoyed it so i was just i was looking through i think next week um looking ahead we have star wars 69 so they're coming out um every <laughs> yeah no cool it's trying to Trying to just power through that. Uh, we power through a lot on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got through episode 69 without everyone going, all right. Um, all right. So, Star Wars 69, which means I guess they're coming out now and then every other week release schedule. Oh, cool. Not just but not just monthly, but bi-monthly. Well, and now bi-monthly means nothing because it can mean every other week or every two months. But in this case, every other week. Um, sure. 
Yeah, so after a lot of, uh, you know, long Kyber Crystal Comics Corner, we'll have a relatively short one next week. Just talk about the single Star Wars comic. Nice. Yeah. Very fun. Sounds good. Well, there's, there's kind of two games now. Um, doesn't the, count. Yeah, this one doesn't really count as far as I'm concerned, but the almost second game is Vader Immortal. And uh, there were a lot of... Um, Posters in San Diego Comic-Con of ancillary characters in Vader Immortal. So we wanted to talk about this game a little bit yeah. Um, yeah. in case you haven't, if you don't know anything about it. I mean, it's, so this is a VR game for Oculus Quest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's going to come, it's going to be episodic. The first episode has been out for a few months now. Uh, episode one, and you are a character and you get sort of taken into Vader's castle. Yeah. And, it, you know, if you're not, if you don't have uh, the Oculus, like none of us, none here of us do, it, yeah. Um, you can watch playthroughs on YouTube and it is somewhat cinematic. It's, 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 yeah. uh, you know, I was glad I watched through it. I fast forward through some of the fight scenes a little bit. Right. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't really, it's a little it's repetitious. Not a story. Um, but it looks amazing. Like it, it did kind of convince me that, you know, if I were to buy one of these, I would definitely pay the ten. I think I think it's ten dollars. The game's ten bucks, so you can't go wrong. Yeah, the, the quest is four hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, uh, which is pretty pretty yeah. steep for a forty minutes of entertainment, you know, yeah. and whatever else sort of comes down the line. Depends how into virtual reality you are. Um, I got a little seasick to be honest when I was first watching it. Yeah, because it because the video capture is the person moving their head, so you right. see things moving on screen. It'd took me a while to. Yeah, my brain to... it'd be probably more tolerable if you were the one wearing yeah, the headset, but so. this was yeah. uh, a little different. But he did; he was pretty. The one I saw, he went through it pretty quick. Yep. So, I mean, we were just we're more interested in the story because we yeah. can't let that pass us by because this is canon. Yeah, this is intertwined with uh, Fortress Vader comic. Yeah, it yeah. Is, it is overlap there very much so, and um, it is uh, Vader's castle. I mean. Yeah. It, this is the coolest place in Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. They're like, developing a lot more of that dark side lore that yeah, I'm, I'm sure super are. interested in. Yeah. I mean, we know we know there were the four sages of the Duarte and those statues that Palpatine had in his office yeah. that are connected to the ruins underneath the castle. We mm-hmm. know that Snoke had a ring that's connected to the ruins underneath the castle. And now we're meeting all this, this slew of new characters mm. that are all involved with with uh, Vader's castle, yeah. and uh, so there's a castle beneath the castle. There's another, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. And Mustafar was not always a kind of volcanic world. No, it was once a... a grassland planet. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes sense that the castle then would have been swallowed by you know generations of lava and sort of buried yeah. in rock. Right. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? That we know that the dark side users like to find places that are imbued with dark side energy, and it makes sense yeah. that where this person created this thing that basically destroyed an entire planet yeah would draw in the dark side yeah and they'd want to be there it's yeah and then of course i mean mustafar yeah i mean who knows how much palpatine played that up because he wanted these events to take place there and he why did he create a base there i mean he yeah. he's probably knows all the hot button force sure. locales um also we know vader had a very high midi chlorine cap i hate to go back to midi chlorines but he was very, very why, powerful it's awesome. force very powerful the force but um, and so maybe he could sense that there was a, a large dark side presence on Mustafar, and he sure. kind of gravitated towards the planet naturally. Mm. And maybe Sidious couldn't detect these sort of things yeah. because he wasn't as powerful as Vader was. And so we really are 
at the nexus of the dark side on this planet. And so that, I mean, like, that's one thought, right? It's like, maybe, yeah. maybe Vader gravitated towards this, yeah. this dark side maybe stuff. Maybe Palpatine put him on there in that last scene of Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, Return of the Sith? Revenge. Revenge, sorry. Uh, blacked out. Um, to, like, sort of put Vader on ice and or on fire to, like, sort of keep him in the dark side while he's there to like commit his last dark side acts and stuff to keep you know so he doesn't yeah i don't know yeah you know what i mean what i'm trying to say is sort of like like stay there and wait for me and stew in this dark side song right and slaughter all these people Slaughter like so it's kind of like you're doing the dark side work in an area that's very imbued with the dark side so yeah it's also tied to his fate i mean that is where he fell in the battle with obi-wan and it's kind of maybe he wants to, to kind of see the you know feed his hatred and, and yeah and kind of sit in that that kind of dark place and that's kind of yeah. where he wants to reside yeah i don't know well i mean the castle is amazing and we saw through fortress fader the many um the the evolution and it was years and years that it took that guy to i mean they what how many castles did they tear down nine yeah yeah like something crazy there was a ton it was just like yeah. the third was like 13 or something but yeah and what's fascinating is like he's clearly his ultimate goal has not changed since mm. the end of Fortress Vader, right? Fortress Vader, there's at least time that's passed between Fortress yeah. Vader and this, and he's still obsessed with getting Padme back, changing time, yeah. doing something, and like that is yeah. fascinating and 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 interesting, and I really hope they keep it in the EU. <laughs> and that's oh, and it. Read it and yeah, like don't let this be how Palpatine comes back. <laughs> Oh wow! I mean, yeah, that's right. There could be some sort of like omen that brings him back across space time, and he's this weird thing. I didn't even think about that. Never want to hear the phrase "space time" in my Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely, definitely yeah. throw, throw a but, spoiler yeah. warning up. But in the game, uh, so spoiler warning. But uh, in the game, there's that sequence where we do it, you do see Vader, you know, recite not reciting, but some kind of incantation, but he, conducting some kind of spell to then see in this rock face. Yeah. The mm-hmm. kind of the visage or the, the ghost form of Padme. And it works to the point yeah. that like, cause we hear from the character's perspective, we hear Padme talking yeah. about, uh, about the birth. So it had to have been a real connection. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was things that have already happened. It was yes. her giving lines from right. the films. It is. But my point is, is that it, from that reality of the game, if you, the player hear that, that means that he did somehow link to the past, unless yeah. he had a hollow recording from that moment, which I don't think he would. So no, like, it was, yeah, it's definitely some sort of... It's definitely through magic. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely through magic. It's definitely not a technological it device. It really threw me that we heard that, because my thought was like, this is working then. Like, something is clearly, there's some tunnel yeah. through time. That makes know. it even more heartbreaking that he's almost figured out the method, but just can't execute plan to bring her back or to go back to her right and we don't really know what his ultimate thing is there's a MacGuffin. there's some item we do go on a quest down in the the bright star under the bright star and we're going through um what's her name lady corvax corvax's castle who's the castle underneath and um, to help power the eon engine yes yeah we're only going deeper into the castle when the game ends so yeah yeah chapter two is going to pick up and we're even deeper into the the, the kind of catacombs yeah I will say, I mean, the, the scene with the Padme, that's definitely the most striking. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how much we want to go into it because it's so good. It's just, it's good. It's, yeah. It's really powerful. And yeah. Really cool. It's, that's the part I would watch if I were you. Yeah. yeah. And there's a lot, like, that's that's what's going to hook you in going forward. Um, I kind of hope things get a little weird in here. I just wish we saw more of Vader's actual castle. 
Like, yes. you know, like where you could actually like, it would be a little open world and you can see meditation chambers yeah. and like, you know, the greeting, like the greeting room from Rogue One, like, where's that? I mean, instead you, I don't know. There's a couple of weird I rooms think, you go into and like, they're interesting, but like, I want to know the whole cross section of that for, castle. For virtual reality, it feels very on the rails. Yeah. Um, which I was a little bummed about. Yeah. I would hope there'd be, I was with you, I was hoping it'd be a little more, yes, there is a story and this is how you play through the story, but if you want to spend three hours just doing archaeography uh you know yeah. you know just looking around i know i mean we went, we go through a lot of air vents and we see plumbing and it's like i thought there would be a more elegant solution in this thing than yeah. like it's like I, then just like here's the hot pipe and the cold pipe and the gray water and like it's like i, I don't yeah. know yeah or if you're doing lightsaber combat black block 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 swing 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 block yeah, block block swing swing swing, swing swing repeat after me block yeah. right block left block up swing 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 well, the, the cast seems to be featured in a lot of different media yep. across mediums and uh, i feel like we could see it again in nine we could see it in the yeah. rise of skywalker oh. and um i wouldn't be surprised if that's where kylo is getting his mask fixed i mean it seems oh. like the obvious choice is vader's castle that makes yeah. me very happy especially, that would be great especially yeah especially with the lava oh yeah yeah mm. uh, kind of oh. adhesive yeah. Yeah. yeah good point good point that would be cool about that but I, yeah i can't get enough of that i would have to think that like well i guess the rebels wouldn't even know it's there would they right no, well, I don't know. Probably don't know. not. I mean, no. but I mean, like in the in the hand, kind of forging the mask, right? Is not human. It doesn't look like it's got a little hair. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Mustafari. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe yeah. it's one of the Mustafari. Did look a little like um, uh, Vulip or Vulip uh, Vulip? Yeah, I had it. Vulip. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Vulip Foma. That hand looked hairy in the trailer. It did. Kind of mm-hmm. looked like Ugnati, but that's yeah. just my own. But I wouldn't be surprised like, if a Mustafarian's wearing some kind sure. of tribal hair, yeah. kind of furry glove or something. Mm. I'll check it out. Furry glove. Oh, we also had uh, Admiral Carius, the cyborg. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. He, I loved his, all his prosthesis. It was yeah. like it made you feel like... He might have crossed, you know, Vader a couple times. And Vader's like, "I'm just gonna give you a couple lessons. Don't worry, you'll yeah, be yeah, fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You lost your hand, and we got you covered. Don't worry about it. You lost yeah. your face, we got you covered. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot's been made of the Black Bishop and uh, that character. Yeah, that's fascinating. And the rumors that, are yeah. swirling. Yeah, I bet. I mean, anytime you have a mysterious dark side character, you're gonna have rumors. I know. With yeah, with his face entirely covered, no eye holes, even nope. just like entirely covered. Seems to like and can teleport. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was teleportation or if it was some sort of advanced holograph. Yeah, it's unclear. Um, but and he does. I I saw some rumors before I saw him in action that thought he was Snoke like. He had a voice that was Snoke like, and I was like, okay, it's a deep voice. But then when I heard it, I was like, I mean, it, it sounds a little like Snoke. Sure, <laughs> sure. sure, sure, sure. I mean, maybe the bishop yeah. is like from an order of where you know, Snoke's Snoke. people's yeah. from. Maybe there's more of Snoke or whatever. Yeah, totally. I did really like um, when when uh, your character does the character have a name. You're really just kind know. of thrown Captain. into it. They Captain. Just call you Cap- yeah. Captain, I think. Um, wh- when you're kind of being shown this vision of Mustafar in its past. That was really beautiful. The way that was yeah. shot and kind of the really yeah, like the it was way like art. It was like brushstroke. Yeah, it was really nifty. Yeah, yeah. Brush I'd like stroke, to cell shading. That was kind of the moment. I'm like, oh, I would throw on a VR helmet and try to experience this. That was the one yeah. that got me into it more than anything else because it just oh, looked cool. super cool. Yeah. Me, I would probably just look at every square inch of those rooms and yeah, it was cool to see like the hangar. That was the coolest thing. I thought like 
flying into the castle like mm-hmm. al- you know yeah. along the like uh, lava flow as a landing strip with tie fighters on either side of you it's more exciting when there's like it's active and alive yes than when it's just sort of this monolith on this like totally. dead fiery planet yeah right so you're asking for like almost the starfighter experience but it's on yeah. rails to a degree so you just feel like you're gold leader or something yeah, yeah. that would be incredible yeah. totally yeah <laughs> It was but, yeah, yeah, pretty pretty darn cool being escorted in, and then you're like, bang, there it is, like there's Vader's castle, and you and then you fly into it because that's the thing. It's like I, you know, I need to know where the bathroom is on a newbie and J type yeah. cruiser. You know, like that's just how I live. And um, and get a man of details. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, no, like mentally, I just like to put myself in the space. Yeah. I just think it's really cool to yeah. see what it's that's like a... to live in these spaces. And, like, the architecture of Vader's Castle is so cool. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, not to fall back on my always reference of Star Wars Galaxies, the original role-playing game, but, like, you could go into Jabba's Palace. Yeah. And you, I would just wander. I would spend hours wandering around, yeah. like, the Nabubian, um, like, uh, castles. I had my own starfighter that I would just get out of the cockpit and go and, like, organize my room the way I wanted it. Like, that's what I would do is I would just go explore these relics from the movies and just yeah. see how everything was laid out. You just do it forever. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, Battlefront 2 has a great job as Palace. It's and amazing. I've played that map so many times yeah. that, like, uh, I mean, I feel like I know where everything is in that place now. They've really had to organize all these spaces. They added a couple new ones. Right. And there was a couple maps, too, in 2015. You could go into the hangar. So there was, like, his mm. palace, and then there was his hangar yeah. that you would go into. Nice. And um, so where he kept his, like, airship. That's the, awesome. The, oh, the skiffs. The skiffs. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Um, barge. And, the, and the large, yeah, the party barge is there. Yeah. So you could, like, that's in the middle of, like, his hangar. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah, there's a cool map. There's a lot of good stuff. And it's post-Return uh, of the Jedi, so you see, like, um, what are they called? Gamorrean guards and cells. Oh, They've nice. They've been locked in there. And yeah. then um, you see the the rest of the Carbonite sands, uh, Han Solo, <sighs> still in the in the main room. Do they have the spider droids walking around with the brains <laughs> in the jars? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they do have the droid room. Where they have like the torture, the, the where, torture droid room, yeah. Where apparently they torture droids because droids yeah. can feel pain and don't know how to shut off their pain sensors. Listen, I'm not, not here to talk. No, it's fine. It's great. I, I was just stating facts. I was not. I had no mm. no opinion on mm. that. That's mm-hmm. just a fact. Mm. Apparently, droid rooms there. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great lighting in there. Yeah, all the the cell, the prison cells are all, all there. Um, obviously the main room, the rancor pit. Nice. Gives you an idea about how small the Rancor Pit actually is. It's yeah. It's kind of small. But, uh, or they made it smaller. But, trapdoor. That's why he's so frustrated. Yeah. The intro, like, the intro, like, hallway that he go that Luke Skywalker yeah, yeah, walls yeah, down, like, that. the opening. Actually, we're really where uh, the, the droids come in. And they, you know, you see the long shot and they open yeah. the door and there's some, like, spider thing that's, like, yeah, around the corner. That, that spider thing? Oh yeah, so that's the thing. We're the main, yeah. the main thing. Yeah, they're. N- I don't think they're in it. The Bomar Order. Yeah, the, the they're. Air, yeah, aren't they Do, monks or something? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I don't know if this is any. It's still canon, but uh, they are canon that they exist. I'll have to read if yeah, the I mean, story it's in the movie. It's in still, the Jedi. but the canon story before was that the Bomar monks owned Jabba's palace before Jabba came in, and part of what they would do is when they would get old, they would upload their brains into these droids, and so that little like tank that you see hanging behind under That's them their is their brain in the tank, and they would upload themselves, and then like they're just still like wandering around the palace that Jabba's now taken over. How it's is that not spooky. That is so spooky. 
It's in um it's in the Tales from Java's Palace book uh from way back when. The 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 like remember they had like the Tales of the yeah, Bounty yeah, Hunters, yeah. Tales yeah. of the Cantina. The third one was Tales from uh, Java's Palace and it was one with the Bomar monks. Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. I'll have to I'll have to read this off air to see if that's still the canon story. I'll, but that's I'll have what it to was. look because like the section of the palace they were in was that the first room, right? Yeah. Where that when we see Luke the silhouette mm-hmm. Luke. Yes, and, exactly. Um, usually when you're that's the end of the map, so or in the in the new one, um, for uh they have an ex they, they use it as an extraction map. Whoa. Yeah. Man. So it's true. So so it's true. Sorry. A religious uh <laughs> that, think it's a so, pretty bird. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so from Wikipedia in canon ah. The Bomar monks was a religious order that believed in isolating themselves from all physical sensation to enhance the power of their minds. To aim that, enlightened monks had their brains transplanted into nutrient-filled jars, and they were the owners of Jabba's palace. Jabba allowed them to keep wandering around, and then they took it over again after Jabba died. Oh, really? <laughs> and the so, Bo- great Bomar yes, revolt. Shortly after Jabba's death, the monks took over the palace and allowed the whippid bounty hunter Jaquil to join them after he found himself unable to leave the planet. That is Which from Jaquil. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to click on that. Now we. Oh, was that uh, the story of what the tales from means of fighting? No, that's uh, that's you know of all the people who inherit that um, place, I'm glad it's the Bomar monks. That is Jaquil. That's. Oh my god! I forgot about him. Have we ever seen? He's oh, like mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, yeah, whippid male. Yeah. Um, have we ever seen Jabba leave Tatooine? Um, well, we know, right? Because the pod races he was there. I feel like in Clone Wars there was a couple, say. like a Nar Shadda conference, and he was there. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a. I would love to see a you know Java series. I know it's bizarre, but I mean, we get Modok with Marvel. I don't know why we can't yeah. get Java with Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I'd like fun. to see it a lot of live action, like just like a lot of puppet. Like imagine, like I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, if there's a, a spry of, young Jabba, just all this talk makes me want to go back and watch. <laughs> no, artifacts. but like I want if, there, if we're gonna see more huts, I want to see a lot of like animatronic huts. You know, yes, in room, just yeah, two there. huts talking to each other. Yeah, like I want to see yeah. in in, in, uh, in Clone Wars they would have like summits and there'd be like eight huts in our conference room. You know, talking about whatever. Day of my now, da- now I cannot reviews on the day of my daughter's wedding. I was about to say, now you're thinking like George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I heard the phrase conference room. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we yeah, see a meeting with notes? <laughs> 13 minutes? Yes. I'd like to read the minutes, please. Um, yeah, I mean, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> and on that and note, yeah, his castle's gone. Cool. the insight. Um, yeah. So we were talking about we were talking about I don't know what we're battlefront maps yeah and uh, we're just being in spaces and that are super cool and yes and how we wish in uh, Vader Immortal we had that opportunity yeah. to wander around and explore and a little more and understand the space but and who knows what the next ones yeah. are going to do but we're only getting farther away I mean, from the castle at this point so. in terms of plot I'm interested and I will totally watch chapter two walk through and, yeah. and get a little more what if you get to the very end and it's all just sleight of hand and. It, they're not real ghosts. It's all like I'll be very happy. I didn't buy, buy a four hundred dollar VR rig to watch this because that's my <laughs> least favorite trick. Is like it was all a dream. It was all a dream. I get angry whenever that does magazine. that. It yeah. looks cool. I might pick it up for chapter two because it looks like we're going right. deeper into Corvax's castle. 
Well, if you cool. do, please invite us over. Uh, I will. I will. Yeah. I will I'll we'll all stare at each other for 40 minutes while the person's just <laughs> wandering around. Like, oh, hey. like, I think you might be able to plug into a monitor. Oh, so that would be good. All right. That's like, slightly you know, more interactive. Yeah, yeah, we could do commentary like one person plays and we're yelling at them or something. Hey, <laughs> if you drop the four hondo on the thing, right. you're welcome to play it. Right. And we will do, I will Adam make a fool out of myself in front of you. Yeah, freely. We will do. Commentary. If I buy it, one of you guys are playing, and I'm on the commentary I'm, track. I'm no, no, you, dude, you buy it. You got to play it. I think that's you, you earned that right. You got to be the guy. All right, I'm, all right, game's I, on. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll watch you fall on your face while you're trying to sword fight, <laughs> which uh, I will do multiple times. It looks like dangerous. Like you just be like, right. hey, yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how movement works, but my limited time in VR space has been very awkward and. Uh, yeah, I played Skyrim and ear. almost threw up on the horse. I just jumped on the horse. I was like, whoa! It's not going to make it better. It was a bad idea. That's hilarious. But, um, no, cool. VR is fun. VR is, it's, it's, this is an experience, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, segment's called There's Only One Game. There really is. I mean, this is an experience. It's a whole different it's thing. Different I don't, yeah, yeah. Especially after watching it, I don't count it as a game. And no, not, not yeah. in a dismissive yeah. way. It just yeah, feels like something different. else. Like you said, it's an experience. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's worth doing. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. It's too, like, yeah, it's half, half narrative, half game. But yeah, I mean, we, there's always plenty of narrative in Star Wars games. But sure. This is more, it's a different, like, it's just your moment to moment um, action series yeah, is more. Like, yeah. This feels like you're pushing buttons to continue the story. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that was a little bit more dismissive than I Yeah, I don't want to wanna, yeah, speak down to this. If you got the cash and you want to do it, well, there is the, Godspeed. Uh, it's going to be awesome. The lightsaber dojo. In yep. the game yeah, too, there's so lightsaber you... combat. That, I mean, it, I thought it looked pretty visceral and cool. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, I would, who, who doesn't yes, get a kick out of just igniting it? You know, yeah. what I mean? like that was clearly the guy I watched got a big kick out of <laughs> it. Big kick out of it. Which, to be fair. Is exactly what I would be doing <laughs> yeah, in that no, situation. Totally. Too. I, I would no judgment. Though. I would just yeah. do that privately yeah. and then do the. Demo. There's another one too, like a Tatooine something for the VR experience. Oh, too. Yeah. that was the older one. That was the uh, Trials on Tatooine yeah, trials with on Tatooine. Uh, Kylo Ren. So they yeah. clearly think huh. that this is something, and I or know ben Solo at that you time. know we didn't really talk about oh, this really? during the during our, our talk about the Sith Troopers, but uh, in terms of Comic Con, which is going on right now, that Star Wars Episode Nine doesn't have their own panel. Most of the panels that that Star Wars has are kind of more based on books. There is one about the VR stuff, though. Hmm. Oh, wow. Um, cool, yeah. So I'm guessing they are kind of doubling down on this and 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 gonna put more money into it. And I say, great! Like the more yeah. they invest in this, I feel like this is kind of still early days, so we're getting kind of the first versions of this, and I feel like it shows a lot of potential to do something kind of amazing. Yeah, I think I'm gonna probably wait till there's five hours yes. of content, and yep. then maybe I'll 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 drop some money on one of these units. Agreed. Hopefully, I, I can imagine the price point on one of these units will, will get sub three hundred. I would assume in the next yeah, five years. Yeah, similar to Playstations too. and Xboxes. Yeah. yeah, I just need to I need to try it out before I buy it because I'm not sure. I think I'll be okay. So, yeah, spend that amount of money but... for forty minutes of. I mean, let's say it goes one hundred and twenty minutes of entertainment. Yeah, it still seems well, especially spend that and then get motion sick on it. Like I want to make <laughs> sure I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like as I get a little older and my inner ear starts to yeah. firm up. I've noticed I've gotten a little less cool with roller coasters. Right. I, and I looked at it on YouTube, but I wasn't blown away by the graphics. No, I was not either. Especially, I mean, I, as much as I rag on um, Battlefront 2, um, the way that they've, they've like scanned in like yeah. real prop replicas yeah. and they they do an amazing job with the terrain. 
an amazing job with everything there. Yep. You feel like you're in it when you're there. So that's sort of the standard that I'm holding it to. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I always find that the the scenery and some of the characters you're seeing in Vader Immortal look really, really gorgeous. It's just that when it comes to your hands and the items you're holding, we're looking yeah. down at those things. It looks so jittery and they look just janky. It just it's just like VR is just bizarre it's to weird. behold still because you know, you're interacting with a virtual space. It hasn't space. quite it's just, it's just, figured yeah. itself out. Yeah. I mean, it has these like um, disconnected hands floating. I don't know if you yeah. noticed that where I'm like, you They're gloves you with no arms. You yeah. couldn't give it an arm. Like it just felt so. Yeah. For something that's supposed to be virtual reality. Right. Like just give it an arm. An arm. Like I just like, but apparently it's something that doesn't work well for whatever reason. You should be able to look at your body, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that would make it less jarring for yeah. sure. But um, but then you would still get the jittery motions because of calibration. I mean, like when you move your yeah. hand a centimeter, it moves like an inch in the game. So it's like, well, it's going crazy. Oh, but, yeah. Um, uh, but you're saying? supposed to sit when you play this, right? You have to. Uh, no, you're supposed to stand, oh, I believe. I like How could you stand? Because like my... you can't walk. I you have to. You think you move forward with joysticks and stuff on yeah, the you know, you know, we're not walking physically, but I think you're supposed to stand for some of the lightsaber combat. I don't think it's something uh, you want to do in a seated position, especially when someone's attacking from behind. You're not gonna, you know, right, you have to like, turn around. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Most VR oh games I've God. played standing up. Right. Dude, we're just going to tie like 20 mattresses on the walls <laughs> in right? the room, and then we're going to strap <laughs> you up, dude, and we're going to let you go. We're going to take out uh, all the breakable shit. Yeah. I'm just going to buy six treadmills. <laughs> <laughs> It's one like, for each direction. Each direction. I've seen uh, I've seen Ready Player One. I know how that works. <laughs> oh, when it comes to Comic Con, we shouldn't forget this. Um, there is a, a Lucasfilm publishing panel. Yes. On Friday at oh, cool. five o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time, eight uh, yeah. Eastern, and nice. um, there's going to be some, a lot of reveals. Yeah. And I think, I think we're going to get the reveal of Project Luminous, which we know mm-hmm. uh, Claudia Gray. Yep. Um, you know a bunch of incredible uh, writers for Lucas Charles uh, Sewell. Sewell. Yep. Um, you know everyone uh uh jose older yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah we just lot, all these writers i think five or so writers have been writing this project called project luminous yeah um and they will finally understand what that's what, what that's is. about yeah tomorrow i think yeah next next week expect kind of a comic-con wrap-up rehash rehash yeah. and uh talk about some of the comics uh and um thrawn uh treason comes out next mm. tuesday which we've talked about in the past we're not gonna be ready to talk about fully but my copy is going to get delivered to me on tuesday so i'll have read oh wow it's next week really? next week i'll have read 30 pages of it probably by the time yeah, I yeah, yeah. so like very very basic yeah. and then i think as we talked about you know probably three weeks from today we'll do our coverage right. of did you get the coverage. limited edition like comic-con covered no oh <laughs> I, like... I had i had prime day ten dollars yeah, off yeah. so oh, i cool. ended up getting the book for like four bucks so i said i'll take the card cover oh, book. yeah yeah i get the awesome. next one I can actually take notes. You for can a have change. Ni- we can have nice things as far yeah. as hardcover. Yeah, <laughs> I have an issue with hardcover books, but we'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> sure, we'll totally do that as soon as um, I press stop. Yeah, um, which will be soon because I believe we're done with this week's episode of Core World News. Thank you very much for listening to us uh, go on and on. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, go out and get yourself an Oculus and um, a bunch of comics. There's uh, good material out there. And there's going to be more to come. So thank you very much, and may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.